We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep Podcast Network. Historic post-game podcast. The Bucks beat the Nets. Maybe push them into the play-in or into the bottom part of the play-in. That doesn't really matter that much, though. I'm Ty Winish. I'm joined by Rohan Kadi of the Eurostep, Adam McGee of Winning Six, and Jordan Tresky of the Winning Six podcast, who has fastidiously, I didn't say it right, who has obsessively maybe tracked Giannis's progress toward catching and surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, known for a while of those years as Lou Alcindor, as the Bucks' all-time leading scorer. And Giannis did it in amazing fashion. We're going to get to the how's everyone doing question. I've got to throw to Jordan first. Jordan, unfortunately, had to catch up. But we're going right to Jordan, our correspondent on multiple things, including Kareem Watch. Jordan, how do you feel? Giannis did it. It was great. I watched the whole game. Didn't have to work <laughs> at all. Today. Uh, didn't check my phone with every update that I could and just look like a madman. Like, why does this man care about Bucks basketball in a way that just looks weird? You're used to that, though. You're used to getting that yeah. from people, I'm sure. Uh, this is this is an extreme. This yeah. is, I honestly, and it sounds crazy. It makes Jordan sound crazy, so I don't like to do it. Well, that's uh, a given. I, you've, I don't think you've ever cared about any Bucks thing, like maybe even including them winning a championship. <laughs> as much as you've cared about this record for the past few weeks, which maybe it's tied into uh, some of our, our work on our longer-term project, which you are you are very much... You are living in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's Milwaukee Books world I'm right now. I'm living at Juno Village, which is where he lived, if anybody See? wanted to know. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that adds to it, but I have never seen Jordan care as much about something, so I, I feel bad that he missed it, but at least he's done it, Jordan. It's happened, and it happened in style. Yeah. You can't... If there... If we literally talked about some form of this, and of course it was like, oh, it'd be funny if... I think my exact scenario was like, he's going to be on the precipice of passing him, and I selfishly wanted him not to score <laughs> or have Bud take him out so I could see him live. Um, but uh, 
it, who cares about what I wanted because he passed him and it came in this incredible game where they the Bucks just come back and beat teams. That's just what they do. Technically, they did. Yes. Yeah. They beat the Nets and Rohan and the scoring record. <laughs> they 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 beat they definitely they yeah they they took the win over me. <laughs> so before we get back to the game, which it's an important game, and I think Giannis's MVP case is is honestly probably the largest possible Bucks regular season game ever, right? It's got to be up there. I mean, all the stakes, everything that went into this game, Giannis putting himself back into MVP, beating the Nets, who obviously they scoring beat, title as well. One of the few things he hasn't title. got yet. I was gonna say, oh yeah, his. I thought you meant the the Bucks one. Yeah, his own. Oh yeah, but his own personal. Yeah, you know, it's against the Nets. It's this important seeding battle, and of, oh by the way, surpasses Kareem for for the scoring. I mean, it's got to be up there at least in terms of regular season games. The importance. So we didn't know all of that going in. We had an idea it could happen. To be honest, now I think it scored like eighty-five points in his last two games. So uh, I wouldn't clinch, worry that clutch a playoff berth officially. Too, yep. Yeah, true. that's true. Not yeah. that that was. It's something. Hey, doubt. it's you know, <laughs> HP basketball is is excited about it. It's not even a shot. He, he loves the scenarios, but um, it's it's just a really really cool game. I mean, it all came together. Um, and the, I think there's so much to talk about, but one thing that stands out to me on just the Kareem aspect that I want to just kind of lob to the group is obviously it took Giannis longer, right? This is Giannis's ninth buck season. Kareem had six total, but if you assume Giannis and it doesn't work like this, I know, but if he had had three years somewhere else and came in in the form he was in, it would be a lot closer, um, to, to being the same amount of time. Yeah, he wouldn't score as much. I mean, Giannis is six all-star years. He's had exactly six, the same amount that Kareem has been in Milwaukee, which I think is cool. Um, he didn't score as much in those games as Kareem did. But I think it is, you know, just interesting to think about that, you know, Giannis came in so much younger. And Kareem was better when they were both 18. Like, I'm not, I'm not unaware of this. He was incredible his three years in college. But I, I do think that it's kind of an interesting parallel because I have seen – Mostly just like anonymous, faceless Twitter accounts. Like, oh, it took him so much longer than Kareem or whatever. And yeah, it did. Kareem was a better scorer um, in his prime. But I, I still think Giannis isn't as far off as it seems. He had to actually grow into being a mature, polished basketball player while on the team for like three years. And it, it takes some time. I mean, the fact that, you know, there's no, I don't think you could drop someone in at 18 who would score that much. Maybe Luca, I guess, but. It's 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 incredible, but I, I just I think there's some more parallels there that are super cool to explore. Although obviously there's a lot of differences between them as well. I, it's better. It's better for the way Giannis did it. Like I, I think that's part of the reality, and this is the Giannis story that we've talked about in every kind of major milestone that's come along the way. For Kareem, it was like he was preordained to be an NBA franchise's leading scorer, or in fact to be the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Like. That is what he was supposed to be. He dominated college in a way that few players had done up until that point. Few players have done since. You could make the case that no one has ever done. Like So he comes into the NBA. He hits the ground running. He transforms the books overnight. It's like that was all Kareem's destiny. No one ever doubted it. Like If you go back to the time that all of us started doing book stuff, like started podcasting, oh. started writing, like even at a point where people are like optimistic about what Giannis would be the idea of him being the franchise's all-time leading scorer at this point would have been just 
bananas. Uh, I throw into that an NBA champion, a two-time MVP, a finals MVP, a defensive player of the year. It's like, it's beyond... Most improved player. Uh, yeah, let's not forget most improved player. Uh, it's beyond like anyone's wildest dreams for that. And I think particularly Giannis, it's the kind of thing that, yeah, he he talked about, and there is the anecdote, right, of with his parents when he first visited what would have been the Bradley Center and Kareem's banners up there and those kind of conversations that were had and him feeling without even knowing really the details or the context, just knowing they're the greats and I want to take my place among them. And he's done that and he has now surpassed them. I mean, that's... Yeah, he, he hasn't just he hasn't just put himself amongst that group. He's taken the mantle of greatest player in franchise history. I, I think it's it's really tough to argue with that at this point. Like, this is one of the things. There is more. Obviously, Kareem had another finals appearance and really should have had another another championship along the way. But based on how the books are looking right now, and specifically how Giannis is looking, there is no reason to assume that Giannis couldn't match that in the next couple of months. Then he's already passed Kareem. And honestly, a lot of these other records, it's just a matter of time before they all fall to Giannis. Like the books, history books right now are on track to just basically solely read Giannis Antetokounmpo and in not too kind of, not too far down the line. Like it, it's incredible, but this is well and truly his franchise in a way that I feel like we've all talked about or we've known for quite some time, but it is still it's still really different and really special when it comes along. And you're like, oh, this is it. Like, this is, I, I'm, we are maybe even more attuned to it because of a lot of the conversations we've had over the last while, Jordan. But when you look at that, and even when you're like thinking about the book's past, and particularly when the book's recent past was so grim for so long, all that did was put Kareem and Oscar and that team up on a greater pedestal that the idea of seeing someone kind of get to that level and go past it was almost unthinkable. And yet here we are. And I mean, we'll get into the game and we'll talk specifics of it, but tonight was up there with like the most superhuman Giannis has looked because he had no help for large portions of that game. The books did not really show up. And some of the things he were doing, he was doing were just wild. It was an absolutely unbelievable performance. Like, not just to come up with the big play to send the game to overtime, and that's how you seal it. But that whole game, like that anyone could go and watch that game be like, this is how he did it. This is how he did it against this team, against Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant hitting some big shots, although not having his most game. Like, you, you could not script it any better, except for maybe for a game where Jordan would not have been working and maybe able to tune in. Well, that, that's the thing, too, is that you were not that far removed from him dropping 50 in a finals, a closeout finals game. And I'm not, I cannot say anything about a performance that I have not seen (laughs) and compare it or anything like that. But it just feels, especially lately where it's like, he's just dropping 40 so casual. All the time. And it's just like. He's literally averaging over 30 points a game. Yeah. Which, I mean. From the start of like winning six, like that would have seemed unheard of. Unheard of. You know, we were dropping Nick Batum comparisons to Giannis's chagrin and be like, 
maybe he can be like that and just kind of be this, you know, super versatile. Sean player. Marion was a, was a player who got shown in the mix. Like, it's right, like, that's like best outcome. Well, he does all those things and is even better than that. So it does not, it's all out of proportion. It just, to your point of like how different it is, it's Kareem was the most polished player to come into the NBA arguably ever. Yeah, I think it was the surest thing. Like he's the greatest. LeBron is LeBron is maybe the only other comparison for yeah. like arrives at that level and within the draft class. Obviously, Michael Jordan is in the mix, but that draft class we've got a whole lot more. Just the idea of coming in as a singular talent. Where it's like, oh, this isn't just, oh, you're now the guy everyone wants. You're going to be one of the stars. It's like, no, you are going to literally define a generation. The second you step foot in the NBA, like that's that's a so far you cannot get further removed from Giannis's journey. I think Kareem is the greatest winner across levels of like across all levels of of basketball. I don't think anyone is that close. I mean. He'd set a New York City, small, small town of New York record in high school. He won, I think, three straight championships in college, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Sounds the, right. in his freshman year, UCLA won. He couldn't play on the team, but he led the freshman team to beat the team that won the championship in a scrimmage that year. Like, no one was, a, I think, a greater winner and sustained greatness for longer than Kareem. And they also banned dunking. Yeah, we of... talk about being dominant, right? That's like, the most that's ridiculous thing ever. Incredible. Like, and he said, didn't I mean, stop him. It didn't stop yeah, him. Yeah, it like, did not stop him. If, if anything, it made if him anything, it made, he, he yeah. developed the shot that he became famous for. Another, you know, the parallel. key part of that. I mean, they didn't change a rule, but teams changed the way they defended him, and it made him a lot Kid better. Banning threes for him made him better. I mean, it, it, it opened the door for him to literally break the record on a really smooth tree. Yeah, I, I think it, to a point you were making earlier, Jordan, a little bit about you know you didn't watch the game, but this performance. I think we can all agree he's sustainably better now, even than he was toward the end of the playoffs. And that was the best we'd ever seen him. And I, I saw that take around then sometimes from people who clearly don't watch, who were like, Giannis has always been like this. People just don't watch. No, he wasn't. Like, in the playoffs, post the bad Brooklyn game, that was – he's never been that good before. It's like, all the things he did, the control he had, he had never done that. And he's better now. Like, it's I, – I never really thought this because it's Giannis and you just trust Giannis, but – there's always the chance that maybe you just peak during a finals run and you play the best ball of your life and that's it. Uh, it's not the case. Like he just keeps getting better. It is the did you did especially. you not think that though? Did you read like I I it's don't know if to. I I don't know if I considered yeah. oh he's gonna get better. Like I I may have thought well that's his peak. His peak is incredible. Maybe he can actually replicate that for a number of years and they get lots of chances to go back. And I don't know if I thought he'd get better. And we we were on playback. Uh, tonight and I said it. I don't what even a, know if you what a game heard for it. Playback. Yeah. It, what a game. it was good. It nearly broke your arm, but <laughs> it, it, did was, it was all worth what do you it mean in the nearly? end. I'm broken. Jordan, we can't wait for your debut next week against the Celtics. Get in the playback. Yes. The info is in most of our Twitter bios or all of them. Maybe but, I um, will also be broken. I don't, I don't know. think I don't... so. I don't think so. <laughs> I I made a statement in a stretch in this yeah. game though that I'm not prepared to walk back. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone better than some of the stretches he puts together. Like I don't I have never, I have not seen like prime LeBron James put stretches together where you're like, there is nothing. And it, it is, it's funny because it's the thing he gets criticized for when people want to throw stuff at him too. It's like, oh, you know, he just, yeah, he just dribbles and dunks. It's like, yeah, he does. 
Sometimes he does, and no one can do anything about it. Like other guys have done that before, um, and it's it's funny how that's become the slight on him, as opposed to being like, no one has ever dribbled and dunked like this before, and may never dribble and dunk like this again. Which is the thing because it's he takes over games in a way that is entirely unique to him, and it just maybe like that forever. And he had one of those spells tonight. And you're looking at the opponent. You're looking at the record there. You're like, this is this is like proper pinch yourself stuff in spite of everything he's done. In spite of the fact we've seen him score 50 to close at an NBA championship, he's still capable of producing something where you're like, my God, like where does this stop? They're gonna they might have to change some rules yet. I don't know. They might have to change the rules for him too. I think uh to answer your question, I actually by the end of game seven, I did think he was gonna be better because that was around the point after he comes back from the injury. After he hits 17 of 19 free throws, you talk about the one thing people say about him. The one legitimate critique of Giannis was the free throw problems in the playoffs. 17 of 19. I remember just being like, he, he can do anything. I'm just not going to bet against him. I don't care how ludicrous it sounds. Like I, if he shoots 38% from three next year, I'll just be like, yeah, okay. Of course he is. <laughs> yes. Fucking Giannis. Why wouldn't he? So I, I think during, during the playback as well, I remember when a couple of, it was one positive Polly and two negative Nellies on stage when they were down eight or ten or whatever. And I remember they were down eleven. They were down eleven, and I, I sure. was waving the white flag. And I, said, I thought he was going to get taken out, and Jordan would get to see him break the record. And I, I sorry, Jordan, but I, I said the same, the same thing. Like it's Giannis. Why would I, I'm not going to bet against him? Like he's out there. He's that locked in. And there's to put it in context, Jordan. I'm sure you'll watch the game eventually. But oh, it was kind of poetic. Yeah, yeah. It was poetic the way he did it because. He was just a battering ram when the Bucks couldn't do anything for the middle part of the game. Just dunk at like ludicrous dunks. Like the kind of plays where a lot of games he doesn't dunk it and we all go, why doesn't he dunk it? Probably because it's exhausting, <laughs> man. Like it's it's yeah. so much. But he wanted it so bad. He just kept doing it over and over. And he's holding his back, his, his wrist, back, his, his knee, his like rib. maybe not great stuff for a bigger picture. But like <laughs> it's just his incredible neck, as back. like. A- yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's. Cool it down there. Let's not worry about Okay, we know it's late, Rohan. <laughs> but but he does that all game long, basically. And to then break the record, tie the no break it, right? Yeah, he broke the record on the most beautiful step back three. It's just like it's like Which is ridiculous. That's just left. so stupid. Like I I don't know. It's, I mean, it's he ridiculous. also then, like you mentioned his free throw shooting in the finals. I mean, he was 15 and 19 from the line here. And he had he had started to go cold. He'd been eleven of eleven to start the game, yep. and it was like, okay, he's lost it. And then all of a sudden, he has to step up two free throws to win the game. And it's like, yeah, Nails. no problem. I've got this. Nails. So it's like in the game where he does all of that, it's like, yeah, he breaks Cream's record with a made three, and he beats the Nets in overtime with two free throws in like the greatest pressure you're going to get outside of the playoffs. Just wild, absolutely ludicrous stuff. Like I. Ty, I know we talked about this on some previous pod about like stories. You you talked about stories yeah. about like people, and you mentioned Jesus and Rasputin, two guys uh, with hell of a story. I, I'm not gonna not gonna argue with you, <laughs> but just it's poetry. We it's it's a thing you say. Basketball is poetry. Like it's it's poetry in motion. No, this is it's not poetry in terms of sport. It's poetry in terms of an actual story. How do you write a better story than what's happened with this man? You can't. You really can't. 
What are you supposed to do? How can you improve it in any single way? All of you have been editors before. Can you improve that story? I'm not touching Giannis' story. Giannis is the only one who could do, no, do it. Jordan, he just keeps doing it every Jordan, single day. Jordan had the lead in. What was the Jordan lead in? It was a joke. There was a joke on it. No. Okay. I could even touch. Not, nothing I've written in my life could touch. Or like, yeah, that'd be that. That everything would be if you like pitched this in like some fic, fictional writing room. Let's like, not forget. Let's not forget. Disney Plus have a movie that's in production. Like, for production for but I while. feel like I feel like that's probably happened. Like they yeah. they may have yeah. rewrote it to get the championship in, and I, that must be a nightmare to film because you're like but every day. Or, I was gonna say it. Yeah, it that's also good. true. She's it's, got the it's, new you, chapter. You just can't tell his story in progress because he keeps yeah. going and one upping himself. The new chapter on the championship drops in um, this next coming. It's in April, right? This next month. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. we talk yeah, to Aaron about that soon. Thank you, Jordan. So less than two weeks. And then he just does this, and now there's going to be another playoff run. It's like good luck keeping up, man. There's so much yeah. to cover. You can't. You can never be satisfied. I mean, think about think about the reaction when her first book dropped. Just to put like Giannis in perspective a little, pre the playoff run, how incredible it was, and everyone is freaking out reading this. Where he came from, what he endured, overcoming the odds, everything else, and then. He becomes a top 25 undisputed player in NBA history right after that. And now passes Kareem, one of the best three players in NBA history, for scoring, not, not all time, but for the Bucks scoring record. And now he's coming at another playoff run where he's poised to potentially do that again, which I don't even want to think about right now what number that would put him at. But it's like the, the last – I mean, it's obviously it's a lifetime in the making and his parents' lifetimes and even more. But the last – 12 months or however many months for Giannis it's been insane the the like not I don't even want to say meteoric rise because he was obviously great before but just the exclamation points he keeps adding are in, incredible there's nothing like this like we've we've all watched the NBA for quite some time and you can look around and there are incredible stories everywhere like for example like we talked the MVP race Joel Embiid from Cameroon and his story for how he gets the NBA and gets that place. That's incredible. Yeah. And Nikola Jokic and his story and coming from Serbia and how he gets that place. That's incredible. And those guys do not have like a shred of the resume or the story that Giannis has. Like, and that is just the reality of it. And he, he keeps going and going. They're getting Barkley. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's making the most incredible stories in the NBA and some stories that like, just in a general sporting sense, you'd be like, Wow, that's amazing. I've never heard anything like that. And Giannis is just like, uh, hold my beer. It's it's yeah, unbelievable. It's like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Told another joke today. Yeah, after passing Kareem, he had another joke. <laughs> to be honest, man. It's like it's like the I don't know if uh, a lot of you have uh watched Prices Right over the years. Oh yeah. Um they have this <laughs> No, they have this like yodeling game. <laughs> okay, I'm where, the mount, it's the mountain, no, it's this mountain climber. Apparently. It's this mountain climber that you have to like guess the price before the mountain mountain climber comes falls off the mountain. Yeah, there's a story, and there's this ridiculous yodeling that just keeps happening, but it just it's <laughs> this, in my brain. this is amazing analogy metaphor you got going here, but Jordan. I can't wait to see this thing higher land. and higher, and you're like, it's gonna drop off eventually. Knock on wood. Everything I'm knocking all the wood around. <laughs> 
And he's just like, no, the mountain just keeps, it's the mountains, Mount Everest. That's the twist. M. Night Shyamalan twist. He was at the Sixers Bucks game. <laughs> ESPN Price is right when. That clip is going to be so fire on TikTok. <laughs> Gordon was answer. born to be a TikTok star. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, those were my first words, actually. <laughs> TikTok does TikTok. sound like baby noises. Yeah. <laughs> um, what just happened? Uh, do we have a, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it was, that was great. I mean, it's 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 we all are just trying our best to put Giannis into words, and we all take different stabs, and none of us can actually encapsulate all of it because you can't. It's yes, impossible. Yeah. It's going to be it's it's an insurmountable journey. No, that doesn't work. Uh, uh, the one thing I I will thank him for because it it's it is something i've thought about before too and I, I there's probably a factor like you know how many times we have we've jumped on we've had a podcast and we did all trip the playoffs last year and we'll talk about everyone else and then we'll like kind of incredulously be like Giannis, we've got to yeah. talk about Giannis because we keep leaving him and part of that is you're like what more is there to say we've said everything but he does help you by continuing to just do new things and reach new levels. You're like, well, actually, maybe everything hasn't been said about him because he's just going to he's going to do things that we've never seen before. And that will force us to come up with new things. So that's that's kind of helpful on his part. But it, that is really the kind of the evolution. And that's that's what I now have a hard time wrapping my brain around. It's just like I I actually can't imagine Giannis's next steps. I. I can't kind of just be like, oh, well, you know, he's this good now. This is probably, so he can do anything. He can just do whatever he wants. It's Giannis's world. Like what, what even, like, I can't fathom what's there to do. But like Ty said earlier, I'm not going to doubt him. I'm gonna, he's going to figure out, he's going to invent a new sport and play it on the basketball court. I don't, I don't know. Why not? Why not? At, at this it's point. It's just like, yeah, he's... it's, you see all these things. It's like, Oh, we can't shoot free throws. Okay, cool. 17 and 19 to close out the NBA finals. Oh, just you can't shoot. Okay, step back three to send the game into overtime while breaking the record. Okay, cool. Now what? We just have to hope he doesn't get tired of basketball. Like he could totally pull a wilt and go be like the greatest volleyball player of all time. (laughs) Just give us a few more years, Giannis. Just a couple more. A couple more here in Milwaukee. Let's do some things. And no, I, I... Seems like he's still pretty locked in on, on basketball, but the Brewers might need his help. He might have to go self-employed, you know, suit up for yeah, himself. Owner player. Yeah, the Jordan yeah. parallels just keep resurfacing. That's true. Yeah, he could go play baseball. Play at, I, th- the, I think there is a serious conversation sounds. to be yeah. there's a serious conversation to be had about goat trajectory, Ty. I know you said oh, that yeah. after the finals, but he's been saying that for a long time. He's well, it's especially it. I mean, it's even more relevant now when I mean, God bless him. LeBron is doing everything he can to. What? I love you hitting LeBron with a God bless him. That's incredible. I, know. I just, I just sounded like my seventy-five-year-old grandfather. LeBron, it's, LeBron it's plays with Russ for one year, and Jordan's like, God bless him. I would say that about the Lakers when I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neither here nor there. Um, but he's doing everything he can to not be a thirty-seven-year-old man or thirty-eight. Whatever, thirty-seven, but thirty-eight in December. Like so, yeah. The end yeah. of this year, it'd be thirty-eight. He's doing everything he can not to look like a thirty-seven-year-old playing basketball with the mileage that he has on his career. He's nearing on twenty years 
if he hasn't done so already. He's, like, he's played the most minutes ever. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 nearing Kareem's bigger record. But his he it's no there's no if Sam's are butts about it, he's in a career downturn. It's just it hap- this is how it happens. Yeah. But he's doing while still leading the league in scoring. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But to to Ty's to Ty's point of like he's nearing Kareem's record, he is. But he is far enough away and he's starting to miss games regularly enough where it's like, you've just got to kind of hold it together to get there now. It's not, and a, it's he, not a done deal. I've been saying No, that and he, he is at the point far, where like is it is drastic. Couple thousand. He's still like, uh, maybe this just under that, but it's it's the bulk of like a full season as scoring at something close to like his higher level, which is that a guarantee anymore? Where is he going to be at games wise? Like, I, I think that to me is the thing that I think about. And it's like, he's essentially hanging around because he wants to, you know, get to play catch with his kid. But it's he's like 1,363 he, points away. It's like, that's not a lot in theory for LeBron James, but for like 38 year old LeBron James, like that's one it takes being healthy. And he's increasingly less healthy than he ever has been in his career because that's what happens when you get to that age. What, did, what, so sorry, I, what, what was the number, Rohan? One, three. Eight six three. He has in the last four years done fifteen hundred, just under seventeen hundred, eleven hundred, and sixteen fifty. So, like I'd, I'd expect. I'm not saying he won't get it. He will get it. He might, get but it. He, he's not. He's not gonna smash that record. Like by the time he finishes playing, I don't think it's gonna be like, oh, look, LeBron is four thousand points past Kareem. It's like this. It's getting pretty. It's getting close. Like it's it's very different than it's ever been. One three eight three to be clear, not one three eight six three. That's a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Um, Did you that, say that? Did I say that? Who I said, said that. that. Ron, yeah. It's late. It's okay. You've My been broken. It's yeah. insane that if, if Jordan. Anyone, yeah. Jordan is fifth on this list, and he well only done, played. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jordan <laughs> to be clear, in fifteen seasons. And two of them were the Wizards years. Like, that's wild to be fifth with basically 13 prime years. One and three-fourths he didn't play at what would probably be his peak. Well, also, two of the 13 Bulls seasons he barely played because of injury. Yeah, that's One was 18 (laughs) games and one was 17 games. So he had 11 full Bulls seasons and then the Wizards years, and he's fifth all time. Like, I could score. That that was the thing. I was going to break this up. Because I had this in my phone for a yeah, I was thinking you probably have some materials ready like I for do. this occasion. Um, okay, so it took 120 games for Kareem to surpass Johnny Mack as the Bucks' all-time leading scorer in 1971. Specific date, January 4th, 1971. Um, it, so he hit 3,545 points that night. It took Giannis 266 games to reach that same point mark in December 23rd, 2016. So he scored. That's the thing to your point of what we were talking about earlier. All this scoring explosions largely happened in the last five to six years. He's just obviously he's on this exponential growth curve that is just almost unparalleled in NBA history. Like it is jam packed within the window of him becoming an all star, most approved player to maybe the best player in the NBA and might be winning his third MVP campaign. I don't know what we'll see, but like that's that's what's even more remarkable about this is that it just like happened. It feels like it's happened both 
gradually and not and just like a you know flicking or snapping my finger we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You you mentioned Ty uh, HP basketball or HP, yeah. But well, HP basketball is the handle, right? Matt Moore's handle. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, it Sorry, is. Man. It's just again, it's late, so I'm now doubting myself. Um, but he had a tweet earlier that like I know this, but it, it just it made me kind of double take as you think about it. He put up screenshots of it was like Giannis's last four years from Basketball Reference. Below that, you've got the career numbers and. It, we're at a point now where when you see Giannis's career average is like 20.1 points per game, that seems so insane because it's so long ago that he was anywhere like that. But it does, again, it speaks to the journey. It speaks to how hard it was from early on and just the absolute kind of liftoff he's had since. Like he's just been like a, a runaway train in the past few years and may continue to. Like that's the, we, we talk about Giannis and where he'll fall and kind of, whether he's go trajectory or whatever we want to put it in terms of greatest player of all time. But he is also going to be a really interesting case when all said and done and knock on wood, hopefully he has a long and healthy career. But like, what does Giannis look like in terms of the all-time scores, considering like most of the guys who kind of make that company, he will have given like a three-year head start to yeah. on the way that goes. But at this point, when all of a sudden it's like, oh, he might have 25 to 30, 40 point games a season. Which yeah, just gonna, doesn't seem probable. Fifty, like <laughs> well, why not? you just 
Bucks. Can I, I want to say, time. I want to say that's maybe the one thing where it's like too far, but who knows? Who knows what Giannis has ever got cooked up? To quickly put Jordan's comment about his exponential growth in perspective, and this is another one of those things that we all know, but it still sounds so insane. He improved on his points and rebounds per game every year for his first seven seasons, and his points, rebounds, and field goal field goal percentage every year for the first six seasons. And points, rebounds, assists, field goal percentage for four years, then a downturn, then it went back up to higher than ever before. Like seven years of points and rebounds going up and six with the field goal percentage thrown in there too. And now it's like you just reach a point. I mean, now he is scoring more than ever before, but you just reach a point where there's going to be some variation in there. It can't keep going up forever. But I do think he has pretty much gotten, maybe not significantly, but measurably better every year in some sense in some really meaningful sense it's it's just wild but in terms of you know the scoring record he'd have to age like kareem i mean he'd have to, oh yeah yeah he'd have to I, be like, out there for seven yeah. years just like jogging up and down and hook shots or whatever else he wants to do who knows what he looked like then but um it's it's such an incredible record it's, it's so wild that lebron is is knocking on the door um, but yeah, it's, it's, that's another level, but I think this is, this is still a pretty good start for Giannis. Even, even he himself, uh, is, uh, charting his own growth. This is via Nick Friedel, uh, post-game comments. Giannis winking when asked what it meant to become the Bucks all-time leading scorer. It's good because I'm changing the narrative. I don't want to be the guy that only dunks and runs. I can make a three. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ugh. Incredible. I, I thought he wasn't paying attention to any narratives. I'm not sure how. Of course, he's yeah, that was of course yeah, BS from the moment he's yeah. Of so he was on top of the JJ Raddick news today. <laughs> that and also like the the hurt narrative. I think it was Eric Names piece a couple of weeks ago, right? He had a sit down with him or something like that. Yeah, and he talked about or no, not Eric Name. Um, Sam Amick. Sam Amick. Yes, thank you. Uh, talking about how his knee and just like how, I mean. We all probably felt it at the time, but it was like it was like a house of cards. Like if, during the first couple of games of the, of the finals and everything like that, it, it was, was a torn like, PCL. Like, yeah, yeah. And then Bud was being asked questions about his knee, like again today before the game, and it's like, what's Bud's like? Yeah, it's just like it always is. <laughs> you know, it's like it's something we manage and we trust him, and he's he's incredible, and we keep a close eye on it. But yeah, it's it's something that has been the case in my entire time here and it it, it predates bud too so yes. like, imagine if he had two knees how many do you think he has what? <laughs> i thought you were saying he has three or four i don't know he has biotic he's got knees. two he's still got two Rohan. okay imagine if he had two 100 knees okay yeah, is this guy the doctor this is... <laughs> i'm concerned um I'm, I'm glad though. You're right, Adam. We always did that. Oh, we should probably talk about Giannis. I'm glad we got. Oh, we, we did it real this time. Yeah. yeah. Straight, he, deserved, he deserves a lot more and he'll get them. I feel like all of my Giannis, whenever I write about him, like on the Bucks stock market or whatever on Substack, I always end up saying, like, hey, don't take this for granted. And it's not ever forced. It's like I literally just feel like that every time we watch. You're uh, kind of reminding yourself too. Yeah. Like, seriously. And anytime it, you say it that, is, it is a reminder to yourself. To myself. Yeah. Yeah, it's you have to you have to appreciate the moment you live in, you know, it's you can always look to the, it's like what Giannis said about his uh, 
this hum- humility quote. Yeah. It's a, uh, what did he say exactly? It's like thinking back to your past. <laughs> that's, that's your ego. Ego. None of us are as wise as Giannis is. I think I get this if it was like not quite as late. Um, But yeah, everyone knows the quote. Yeah, the general point I'm trying to make here is you have to be able to appreciate the moment. If you look back to the past and recognize, oh, but this guy did this, this guy did this, you're not appreciating what's currently in front of you. If you're looking towards what they can do in the future, again, we're doing that right now. We just did that. We're talking go trajectory. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that a little bit. But you also have to appreciate what's in front of you because you can't you can't predict what's actually going to happen you can say oh this might happen he's on a path to do this he could do this but that has to be based on what he's currently doing and you have to appreciate every single second that you have of that because this is not normal this is not normal like i was just thinking this is milwaukee bucks basketball not to be like mean but think about the whole Orlando Magic franchise history. They had Shaq for a little while. It's fun. Yeah, they had Shaq and Penny. I mean, that's, Dwight, Dwight. Uh, but that was a long time ago, and never. And that's also, but they're the example of like what we feared, which is yeah. when you get these just like preternaturally talented guys, and it's like you you make a mess of it. You don't make the most of it, and the they leave. Kids. Great example. Yeah. So I mean, you could name almost almost every team in the league. The fact that the Bucks had Kareem and Giannis is actually nuts. Yeah. It's it's Kareem is the second best player to play for the Bucks. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. He's not even number one. Are you thinking about it, Adam? Yeah, I I wouldn't word it quite that way. But yeah, I agree. I like Giannis has a way to go to match Kareem as all time player. All-time, but as yes. as books, yeah, he is he is the best book. Uh, yeah. As a player, Kareem is still the best player to have passed through, but I'm not saying that in a way that like Giannis isn't capable of getting there because Giannis is fully capable and on track to get to that kind of level. Um, which is yeah, like we talk go trajectory. If you can if you're talking about someone getting to the level of Kareem Abdul Jabbar, yeah, that's exactly the kind of stuff you're talking about. But no, that's my only hesitation is yeah, yeah. It's it's like the, it's the old distinction that I always used to have, even with Kareem, which is like Sidney Moncrief, pretty great book. Yeah. Like, not as great a player as Kareem, but in terms of how he carried a book's team, it's not always factors in, but like, whatever way you'd want to look at what Sidney gave to the team, what Kareem gave to the team, it's like, yeah, Giannis just was all of that. And then both so, of them. Yeah, entirely. And the way he carries himself and in what the franchise means to him and the kind of the gaps in what you would have had with Kareem as opposed to what was there with, with Sidney, but what he couldn't actually achieve in terms of his his talent or I guess the ceiling for those teams. It's it truly is the best of both worlds for who were the two greatest players the franchise had seen before now. What could they do and what couldn't they do? And Giannis has come along and it's like, yeah, well, why not both? And that's yeah. good spot to be in. How lucky are we? We get to cover himself. I agree, Rohan. Jordan, what'd you say? So Russell Westbrook couldn't have said him today himself. <laughs> <Jeez>. Sorry. Um <laughs> We are very lucky, though, and and that was the other thing I was thinking of, which is, like, whatever we, like, it's actually really difficult to imagine, like, watching the books 10 years from now and what that's like, just as in what what it's like post-Yanos, because, well, (laughs) based on some of John Horst's moves... 10 years might not be post-Yanos. Well, yeah, that's that's also true. true. That puts them right in the LeBron zone now. Um, But 
right. If we want to go 15 years, it's just like whatever version. And you 15 could get years an years might not be post young. <laughs> okay, well, maybe Rohan never wants to imagine it anyway. <laughs> nope, but I don't. that's also I don't. fair. <laughs> but it's like maybe another really good fun team comes along, but it's like you look at the gap between Kareem to Giannis, and that is there's good fortune in that. I know for so long the narrative was like book sounds have had nothing nice and they really like the the era between those two and certainly post late 80s the suffering was real the suffering was real was it worth it though i mean i can't speak for people who weren't around for the entirety of that time but i think people who were there like if you're a books fan from day one and you got to watch kareem and now you're watching Giannis, like that is more than a lot of just you know good make the playoffs year in, year out. Like, not to throw another franchise under the bus. And a, ch- a franchise that have won a championship in recent years and are pretty new, the Raptors. Like, what have the Raptors actually got in terms of you zoom out and it's like history? It's like the greatest player who's ever played for him is Kawhi Leonard. We know how brief that was. I mean, it doesn't take away from what he did, but it doesn't leave the greatest taste in your mouth in terms of just looking at what that means historically. So you're left to kind of valorize guys like, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan. Nothing wrong with that. Great players, great players for that franchise. It's such a remove, though, from the position that Bucks fans get to be in, where it's like, yeah, what if the guy is like almost like homegrown? We've seen him from the start. We've gone through the whole journey. He's sticking there. And there is that progression. There is that reason why we talk about, oh, yeah, well, he's behind pace and scoring for a lot of those guys because of those early years. It's great that those early years are with the books. Like that's that's even different to say someone like Chris's story, which when we look at Chris's legacy as a book, there's always well, yeah, what he what he was before and what he he was with the books after that trade, and he only really took off from there. It's still not the same though as if he was there from the beginning, and the books were the ones being like, not just we see something in you, but we're gonna go through the tough times. That's just really cool. It's a really unique relationship for a fan base to get to have with a superstar. And then for Giannis to kind of reciprocate it in the many ways that he does is all the more special. To bridge the gap a little bit and bring us to the, the game itself. I thought it was perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought it was perfect that this came against uh, Kevin Durant, who I think we've talked a bit. Maybe Carmelo is the most connected superstar to early Giannis, but Durant certainly it factors heavily in Giannis's story. Even before, obviously post, you know, the series we keep, at least I and Ro- me and Kevin Harlan keep referring to as the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> Last year it was not; it was the Eastern Conference Semis. But you know, might as well, whatever. The epic Bucks playoff series, the play- I mean, the finals are the finals, but at least on the Eastern side. But I mean, Kevin Durant, I recall being the first Apex superstar to really acknowledge Giannis publicly. On an old Bill Simmons podcast and some wrestling. Remember you writing about it. I remember yeah. you writing an article about Isn't it. And that was really early days. Yeah. The anecdote from Marin Fair's book, shout out again. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Durant took a trip. This might be Kobe. Could be wrong. He took a trip to Greece and Giannis, like, it wasn't like he met him, but like, you know, just like, hey, like kind of thing. Yeah, there was a, there was a, they, they crossed paths. That's, that's right. Yeah. So it, there is like this. I mean, that's got to be over 10 years now of this kind of like always kind of crossing each other's paths and just being in their story and stuff like that. And especially that first, I think it was that OKC game 
during the Bucks, you know, awful 13, 14 year and Giannis making impression. He's like, that's Kevin Durant. That's, you know, all that stuff, like super impressionable Giannis at that time. And, and that always like lingered on to, you know, where they are now. And they dapped up and they embraced the end of the game tonight, which it's something that I've been paying kind of increasing attention to. Giannis does not do that anymore. Um, like the Sixers game and Embiid is someone who Giannis does get on quite well with. And they seem to have a lot of mutual respect. You know, everyone else goes shaking hands. Giannis is straight down the tunnel. He's straight back to the locker rooms. But tonight it's like, no, he was there and it's like, it's KD. So that still kind of is clear. And I, it's still clear anytime KD talks about it, he clearly recognizes. And you see even his reactions. Like there was, there was once tonight where it cut to KD on the bench after Giannis had made, honestly, yeah. what was a really KD-esque mid-range jumper. Yep. And like the part of Giannis's game that was missing and the part that someone like KD would have recognized, and KD always gave him his credit in spite of it. He wasn't someone being like, this is what's not there. But he was he was nodding, and you could see the recognition in his face of like, yeah, well, he's completely unlocked the next level. He can do the things he couldn't do before, and he was already just completely ridiculous on the things he could do that no one else could do to begin with. Yeah, I think there's uh there's a lot of mutual respect there from from both sides. And I think Katie did just have that kind of look and, and air of like, oh Jesus, like again with this. I mean, the way Giannis has held defense at the last possession of regulation, that I think, you know, maybe Katie had a shot there to to put it away too. But it's just like Katie's got I know Nick Wright had a tweet. Some people are taking issue with basically saying, you know, KD had to be number two to LeBron his whole career, and now Giannis is there. And, you know, we'll see. Uh, KD obviously still a, a certainly a great player, um, but it, it's got it's got to be a little exhausting to be that great of a player and running to LeBron for so long and now Giannis for so long. Although KD, I, did, KD said he got he's fine his with it. too. KD said he's fine with it. He quote tweeted that. Yeah, so beat. LeBron in two straight finals. Yeah, yeah, he got he got his over LeBron. <laughs> he got yeah, he, he got, got his. his he got you know, his what he wanted. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's gonna look back and go, oh, Kevin Durant, number one beta. Like Kevin Durant was yeah. freaking incredible. But yeah, um, <laughs> actually, his actual words were, "Don't feel bad for the god. Life has been incredible, little Nikki." And then a smiling <laughs> emoji. Katie on Twitter might be even better. I love Katie. Katie. How about I a little Katie. Nikki K- Katie's tweets being good tonight, yeah. As the Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> then then Nick said, if honest question before bed, if Katie is a god, then what does that make Giannis? And then Katie quote tweets that and says, a god, just like you are, but you rather be a peasant. He'll be so confusing when he ethers it's you. Just- He's yeah, just this, so he's, this, I I love it. I love Katie. It's very so much, much like mm, emoji. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's that's KD's entire vibe. The, <laughs> the thing with KD though, and you get a game like that tonight, and obviously some of the shots he then started to hit even late, and we were all watching along together and we're like, Oh shit, here it goes again. And it he has that effect, right? And like in the very still very strong possibility that the books next feature in the playoffs we're going to go through that again possibly for a whole series buckle up rohan but i mean, i this that's going to be the last <laughs> time you guys hear from me but the thing with that is the way we feel about kd like i'm assuming kd and nets fans feel that even more so about Giannis because they're going through all of that except Giannis is winning like that's we're kind of feeling that with KD and the books are actually coming out on top in those battles. 
the Nets aren't right now. It Giannis doesn't mean that can't five change. Games against but, like, that's a big deal. I guess, yeah. Did, did he not three... play in the loss? I don't know. Or did KD not did. play in that game? I don't think he did. How they both play? I'm gonna in that double. Game? I'm gonna double check though. Maybe they didn't. But regardless, is that is Nets Bucks the real Bucks rivalry right now? We talked so about far. rivalries a no. lot. You don't think so, Jordan? I think it's Heat. No. Heat. No. I think it is. But Bucks Heat so. hasn't been a rivalry yet. No, it was. It, it, it's how oh, you've had you've had two one-sided series. I mean, to me, that doesn't make a rivalry. We've got we got a that's, seven game yeah, classic. Good, I, I think they're up there though, too. There's a lot of playoff history with the Bucks Celtics of Celtics, I agree. And if the Bucks get the Celtics and have a real series this year. Well, no, no, more more so. I mean I mean you've got Horford, Tatum, oh, Brown, yeah, guys like that. Yeah, I mean had there's the same back and forth, I suppose, as the Heat in some ways. Like I, I would put the Celtics ahead of the Heat, and particularly if the Celtics, I the yeah. Heat, I just think, I don't think it's a rivalry if teams are just alternating between beating the crap out of each other, which yeah. is so far what the Bucks and Heat have done. I think it's a rivalry because they were so. I'll see what I think would happen again this year. Such the rivalry was to continue. They're such personal also, series, though. KD did not play in that game. Oh. All star break. There you go. Mm. Um, but your fact, general was... point still stands. Giannis is beating KD. A lot recently. Yeah. Um, no, but I think um, the rivalry thing, I think it's Bucks Nets because the sub element is Giannis KD. And that's like, you I don't think, have yeah, that that's the, the bigger overall matchup. Yeah. I mean, you don't have against the, you know, Tatum's great, Butler, sure. But it's not the same as these two Apex top three, yeah. four, whatever, not to get into JJ Reddick territory, these two mm-hmm. top X players in the league going at it and just, Having these incredible games, they're, incredible. They're both series. on the 75th anniversary team. Like they, yeah. that, they're MVP winners. Like that yep. is that is a very good finals like, MVPs. I do think yep. Sixers has the potential to vault into that very quickly for similar reason. Where if you got a classic series and that's Giannis versus Embiid, like, and then you've We're, obviously there, ha, there has been history between class, them. Though. He's not in that, his tier. He's not. Listen, he's in the next group. Yeah, isn't the next. No, yeah, was Giannis not in the next tier? I heard. Giannis is in the next. Someone said Giannis was just yeah, in the no, next he's not tier. In this tier because it's Embiid's up here, and then here's Giannis. So Giannis I saw tweets and it was like the top six is actually the top three. This isn't tennis. It was a it was a tweet I saw from JJ Redick, and I'm like, honestly, good for you, guy. I have no idea what you're talking about there. <laughs> like, just tweeting through it, um, but. No, seriously, I do think this like the Sixers is one where it's like that could vault if you get. Yeah, but we're we've been waiting. Yeah, I for this whole. Time. I know we have, and the Sixers keep deciding. We to had not it last year. Like, the they just we're lost. Like, they lost to the Pistons. Simmons and they did just lose to the Pistons. Have a back injury, back. Oh, and the the other rivalry to the the other rivalry to put out there, and um, which obviously takes a lot to fall into place for it to happen again, but. I don't think anyone feels it's impossible. If we got a finals rematch, the ultimate rivalry is is Book Suns because if you're only meeting as Edgy with there's championships on the line, uh, that that gets pretty pretty interesting pretty quickly. But it it is it's nets for me. Like I get the idea of the Heat, and we always one way or another Heat games are they occupy a lot of our brains. Yeah, you know, and and for quite a few years going I think it's back to we feel it on social media before. It's it's just uh, like that thing I'm even talking about, which is obviously the books like blowing the heat out last year, and then the bubble, the heat doing similar to the books. 
Like that goes back further too. And the Heat just used to routinely do that to the books under Kid, even Bud's first couple of years, or it's just it was very largely tied to Giannis couldn't figure out the Heat's defense up until a certain point, which we know that is like long since dead. There is there isn't something that's going to cause that level of difficulty. I just I don't think that's the same. It's, that seven game classic was special last year. Yeah. Do you then have a game like we have tonight, possibly just like two, three weeks before we get to see them start up another series? Like yep. that's that's proper like 80s classic rivalry. Every the single meeting between these two teams is an event. Yeah. yeah. It's a rival. And e- even Ron, to your like you were screaming like a lunatic for most of our playback tonight. I don't Ashley. know what you're talking about. First quarter, Asking like what what was happening. Five point uh, game. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It was 11. It was 11 at the time I quit. I'll just put that on record. (laughs) But it it was a really weird, chaotic game. It became a rock fight in spells. Then both teams had these surges of scoring. It was exactly like the kind of games we saw in the playoffs. I was going to say, that sounds like... It just, it follows the script. You're like, this game is completely out of control. Like, it's pretty sloppy. Neither is playing their best basketball by any means. Then it's a stretching. Like, oh, Durant's taking over. Or, oh, Giannis is taking over. And it's coming down to the wire. It's it's so much fun. I mean, it's a lot of stress, particularly when you're watching Rohan. But I I love Bucks Nets. I love Bucks Nets. I never want to see a Bucks Nets game again. But I also would kind of watch anything, or would happily watch nothing but Bucks Nets for the rest of my life. My life may not be very long, but it would be entertaining. Yeah, my that my life would not last very long <laughs> if that was the case. I think I want the series. I just don't want it in the first round. Are you scared? No. <laughs> it's just not right. It should be a conference finals. It shouldn't have been second round. Well, did tell but it is. It was the conference. Listen to Kevin Harlan. It was uh, the conference finals last year. So they could play in the first round. And then a year from now, everyone could just be like, oh, <laughs> Bucks, Bucks, Nets in the conference finals last year. You know, it's. Yeah. That's essentially what last year was. Jordan, Kevin Harlan, like five or six times tonight, just referred to two teams playing in the conference finals last year. You know, man working for I mean, Atla- Atlanta's TNT, you know. As the NBA finals, so <laughs> rightly or wrong. I mean, did you know that Kevin Durant's foot was on the line? Oh, did you speak. know that Kevin Durant only had, what do you have, 26 I, points? I did want to talk 21 about 21 shots. I mean, the Bucks defense on K- West Matthews, I, I think he's just the starter now. I don't want to go too deep because he started again. Done a lot. Yeah, yeah. He, he started again. He took the KD assignment from the jump and they helped a lot. Drew took some possessions, but he did a Chris damn good took job. some possessions and then Chris took himself out of the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris did yeah, a bad flagrant. Yeah. A Grace and Allen esque flagrant. Yeah. Um, not, not ideal. Um, he could have killed someone. <laughs> oh. That was the most violent act I've seen. I thought I was Judd Apatow being tweeting about Chris tonight. <laughs> yeah. But. I, I think, uh, but no, I will say, Katie. Though you, you know, I think the Bucks picked their poison, and it was probably smart. But he did have eleven assists. Like there were holes because they sent help, and I think it was the right call. I mean, they eventually the rest of their offense dried up late, and Katie didn't couldn't do quite enough. You know, a, a story we're kind of used to. I think it's a pretty good plan. Uh, quite honestly, I, I like the way they defended him. I mean. There's people who are going to be mad no matter what the Bucks do defensively, but I think if you can, because you know what it's going to be late, right? You know it's going to be Durant, and maybe he passes. Don't leave someone wide, wide open, but 
kind of feel better about like a semi-contested Bruce Brown shot than any Kevin Durant shot. Like I think normally um, you'd feel good about any Bruce Brown shot, but turns out he's actually like he was making shots tonight. That's just part of the reason why I was going insane. 20, 23 three points. Is that a career high for him? That must be close. He's had a couple of good games recently. I will say this pointed out to me in the playback chat, but there's very few players where I'm like, yeah, you know what? Give up a semi-open shot. KD huh. is very much one of those players that that you're like that. So I thought his it was career high is 29. So not not, not not too far off though. He's got quite a while to pass Kareem. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a couple more. He's got quite a while to pass Brook Lopez. You yeah, mean like Brooke the, Lopez. the legendary Actually, center that of that another, uh, Let me probably updated um, the franchise scoring leaders. So before this, I, I have not. Oh, it's been refreshed. Damn it. Um, Brooke Lopez is 10,444 points for the Brooklyn Nets as the franchise scoring leader. Is the lowest of all teams in the NBA. That's Not a surprise. That's kind of surprising. Uh, I would have thought like the Pelicans are. Pelicans are second with Anthony Davis. Oh. Um, what, what did it? Did he get more than that? He got 11,059. He played there. I'm surprised at all those, all the time off he took. He was yeah. there for longer than I think, and he's still kind of young. It's AD's career is weird. Yeah, uh, Bucks now Giannis. He the Bucks rank. Life counting twenty third, twenty third out of thirty teams. But where will they end up? Like for like how far until fifteen? So what? What is number one? What's Carl Malone? Oh yeah, that makes sense. God, mm. can someone? Can he just be removed from all records, <laughs> Seconds? please? Can I second? Wait, wait. Let's do top three. Um, is who second? Bird? No, didn't play enough. Bird isn't even number one for the Celtics. Timmy. Is, he? is it Timmy? No, he's not. Is it Timmy? No, Timmy. Is he? Is he the Spurs guy? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Dirk. Third. Yeah. Why? Why? Why can't I figure this out? Kobe. Kobe is second. Yeah. Oh, mm. that makes sense. Guys who never left. But how? What like what's uh what's fifteen? Like how far is Giannis from moving the Bucks up the list? He'll probably move up pretty quickly from here. Yeah, you would think there's got to be some bunching up. I mean, there's so only so many guys who scored that many points for one team. Probably not very many. even. Radically, that many. it's the Heat. Dwayne Wade, twenty one thousand five hundred fifty six points. That's a lot of points. That's fifteen, yeah. or that's next. That's fifteen. The oh, Sixers okay. are fourteen. Hal Greer's twenty one thousand five hundred eighty six points is fourteenth. So. Very close. I mean, he's getting two thousand a year. I know that's that's still way off though. Like that's a lot of points. Oh, I think yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne Wade's career, like yeah, Dwayne Wade's career is not short in scoring. Well, hey, I mean, he was with the Cavs for most of it, wasn't he? Or the Bulls? <laughs> I thought it was the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. mostly a Cav and Bull. That was I the think, Jazz. Yeah, some really good Jazz sticks. <laughs> <laughs> was he? Is he second behind Malone or? <laughs> The crazy thing about the Jazz, Stockton's probably not even second, is he? I would. No one imagine. has to look this up right now, but they they played together for so long, such a great play. Well, no, that's that's how Malone had all those points. Is well, yeah, yeah. Stockton we, just did the passing. Like, I I will give props to Rudy Gobert if we can just say Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, the greatest duo in Utah Jazz history. They've got like John Stockton is second. Oh, he is second. Oh, I guess nineteen thousand seven hundred eleven. Andrew Adrian Danley, former. Did Buck. you say nineteen thousand? Yeah. 
That's a lot of points for all of his assists, but let's move on because we don't want to get to like 20 years. Props. Yeah, I was going to say Giannis has 14,000 and, and, well, I guess nine. John Stockton averaged 13.1 points over his career. He played till he <laughs> Wow. Dependable, but it's his peak. No, it's not. Yeah, that's you're right. No, we're that's not. Enough. We're that's not giving props special. to John Stockton. That's a, yeah. Well, I'm not giving props. Okay. You said dependable. <laughs> He was. I mean, that's not props. It's just on the fact. basketball court. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's not in the career. not in the bleachers. It turns out. Yeah. Wow. Um, do we care about standings at all anymore? I feel like. No, I, I say get the one seat. Get get the one seat. Get, get the one seat. I, I want the one now? seat. Yep. Half yep. game back. I want the one seat. They are the best team in the Eastern Conference. Oh, they're go uh, get it. Go get home court. They're not. I don't know. Oh, I guess they're so they're two losses behind the Heat in conference record, which is the tiebreaker for these mm-hmm. two teams, but only one win behind the Heat. So, yeah, they have the same record as if they win their, to use a soccer parlance, their game in hand as such. Uh, then they're the exact same record as the Heat. So they just need to slip up one less time than the Heat, which yep. is the way the Heat are going at the moment. Now, Max so. Drews, DPOI, I think everything's changed now for them. Every time someone says Max Struess, my eyes just roll so far back in my head. It's Is just... it funny? It's game in hand for soccer, but they it's football. Whoa. True. Great. Thanks, Jordan. Handball <laughs> is a penalty. Not a penalty, exactly. it's a foul. That's ex- there's so many ways you can take it. Did, did any of you get a chance to see? Right? Possibly not. I'm just changing the subject back to basketball. Uh Doc Rivers post game yeah, press I conference did. tonight. Yeah, <laughs> Is that real? But I also no, that's a real. That's it's a, it's now it's sack. now Harden's turn to be thrown under the bus. I think we're we're gonna have to start. A wait, wait, wait. What did he time. say? Oh, baby, You're he like he blame, he essentially he was asked whether it was like the role players who let them down. He said no, it wasn't the role players. It was James. That's so I'm well, I'm paraphrasing, but, but not by much. So finals last year. Yeah. It was the bench. The bench. Okay, but yeah, same difference. Wow. So t- things are going well elsewhere. The books are just breaking their opponents in the East. <sighs> um, the the funny thing is, outside, so you've got books and Celtics. Like, are the Nets now like the third most stable? <laughs> Unbelievable, considering the first down of the season. But a team in the Eastern Conference as well. Like, obviously, we have the trap because of their top-level talents. But when you're just looking at, like, team that's trending the right way that doesn't seem to be completely overcome with internal drama now either them or the raptors raptors is probably a better show for lack of internal drama ben simmons was still sitting on the bench looking ben like simmons tonight, had so. on some glasses he did he had ali g glasses on jordan uh it's it's quite the sight wait till you see it that is quite the image of my vibe right now. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. He's I'm not, not joking. <laughs> Are you he's worked, okay. Yeah, he's he's got LEG glasses on. They but but like to, to tie a general points, I'm not scared of anyone else. I've I'm not scared. Been, that's not no. saying scared. No one's I'm, scared. I didn't say you. I'm talking I know, about standing. I, I, I wasn't taking a shot, Ty. Ty is very sensitive. Don't get me people started. People say scared around. Well, no, it's because I keep doing my standings watch like a dutiful little Twitter person. And all I get, uh, I tweet, okay, if they do this and this, they won't see the next round one. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I, I, I could Just see how you. the scenario. I could see, for example, for today's <laughs> version of that, Jordan's just seen the LEG glasses. Yeah, yeah. That is very LEG. Um, Holy cow. I, I could see, for example, how that was framed today, how you get that feedback to it, though. Why? Yeah, maybe you're just framing because it. Because it, it, 
did it was framed a little bit like you were suggesting. Well, it would just be no, better to avoid, avoid the, the nets. nets. It would yeah. be better to avoid the nets. It's obvious. But you it would can't. Be you can't avoid them forever. You're going to have to beat these teams to go and win a championship. Yeah, I, I just like I've been saying. You in the first round, you can get the Bulls, the Raptors, one of the Cavs, Hornets, or Hawks, or the Nets. There's a pretty clear hierarchy there. I am fine with having to go through the Nets. I would rather not. So that's fine then. It doesn't matter. It it matters. It it might not make the difference, but it does matter. Are you sure? Yeah. But yeah, okay, so so the, the real thing on this, which is obviously the books perspective on this now for the foreseeable future is we went through this dance last year and we had these kind of conversations and we had them with probably much better reason than this year because i think like based on what we saw last time against the heat it was like you know do they really want to play the heat and they made the conscious decision which they talked about and they really backed it up to be clear i am not nor have i ever been agitating that the bucks (laughs) should try to lose games to dodge a team no, but the, the, no, but the point of that is, uh, I think we're all we like we watched the Nets tonight, and we're watching Kyrie's playing really well now that he is, you know, allowed to play full time. Uh, yeah, in the country, full-time. in the United States, now that he's a yes. full time player, that's true. Um, KD is obviously KD. Like, I I don't have a problem in saying I fear the Nets because of KD, but I don't I don't fear playing them like. If you play them, there is going to be an extra level of anxiety there that does does not apply if you're playing the Bulls or Raptors. Like yeah, that's it. It's percentages. That's, yeah, that's that's simple. But if you don't get the Nets in the first round, like who's knocking the Nets off early that isn't the books? Like you're gonna get you're, you're probably get knocked off. And no, but you're probably gonna get them down the line. But so maybe, yeah. Who knows? I, I don't like I don't know like does it matter did it cheapen anything about last year to you that the books beat the Nets in no. in spite of what Kevin Harlan says the conference semifinals instead of the finals like I don't have a problem doing it that way again where it's like the toughest match was earlier on it's like they got through that series and then it's like oh well, there's a little bit of respite here like that works for me it worked for the books last year and particularly if you've got say the prospect of the Suns if you want to go and win it all like. I don't necessarily think that's the worst thing either to not have to stack those back to back. Obviously the risk level is massively increased, but it, this is something that no one's talking about. And maybe I shouldn't even bring it into the conversation here, but I, people must be thinking about it. Let's say you get the nets in the first rounds, the nets of Kevin Durant, the nets of Kyrie Irving. Let's say the nets beat the books in the first rounds. Do we care? Do, like, do we have yes. any outsized, but do we have an outsized, do we have an outsized reaction to that relative to anything else? Like, well, does yeah, that? What? No, why? Like, why would that? It's. But this is my this is my approach. It's none of the things you're saying. The percentage of winning a championship is higher, the easier the path is. Maybe it doesn't matter, and they of do course. it or don't do it either way. But it's appreciably harder if you have to do Nets, uh, what, what Nets, Celtics, and then one of Heat Sixers. That's three legitimately tough series. And whatever you want to say about the Heat, maybe it's not them. I think those there's five teams that are really good or you know at least can get there depending on injuries and a bunch of other things. And there's three that are going to make the playoffs and not. So it's the difference between potentially three gauntlets and two. It's just a better – that's it. That's It's simply a better – a higher odds chance of getting through it because, you know, like it or not, we'd like to, the better team always wins, but – 
if it's close, they don't always. And I'd rather just have for sure. odds of getting which, which is I, I have one thing to say to that. What? Scared money don't make money. Okay, Rohan. You have agreed <laughs> with me on this for so long. I'm going to dig up the archives. And my my only point to that is you're 100% right, but that does not mean the team that actually goes on, if not to win the championship, at least to emerge from the East, will not have had to do that this year. Like, yeah, there's a very good sure. chance. That's It's just the way the East is. There are multiple good teams. It's, you know, it's I mean, unfamiliar territory. But it, it's like, yeah, there could well be a gauntlet. I The Nets could still be the toughest part of that. In my mind, they're right there, particularly with the way some of those other teams are trending. If that ends up first and you beat them, that's fine. To my other point, it's like the Nets are the Nets. And if we're giving Nets the Nets a certain level of respect or if we feel Kyrie and Katie deserve that, like whether you play them in the, the first round or the conference finals, that could be that could be the toughest series you'll face in the entire playoffs. Like that's a really interesting dynamic that I think brings about like an existential a potential existential crisis where people are like, no, we don't want to see them in the first round because we don't want to go out in the first round as champs. If you go out in the first round, though, and then you, it's like you lose a seven-game series to the Nets, does it change anything? Does it mean you can't come back next year with the same group and actually go win a championship? I don't, I don't think so. Like, I think there's a lot of stuff that it's tied up in what we've seen, what we could see next year, and it's just it's an uncomfortable prospect. But the flip side of it is, a couple of years ago, we saw the books not play very well. It was the bubble, right? Bubble, massive asterisk. That championship doesn't even count for the team that won it. Half a banner, as I said on our podcast the other day. <laughs> but the books struggled, struggled against the magic. Eventually yes. got past that, and they were not in any kind of shape. It doesn't mean that's always necessarily the way, but I... We've also seen in previous years when they get the Pistons, like what do you achieve by blowing the doors off the Pistons for four Hobble, games? Blake Griffin it's, it's like, it's not even games. the playoffs. We saw a completely different thing last year. They were motivated from game one, had to be locked in. This was a team they wanted revenge on. You couldn't take it for granted. They took care of business. That put them in the best position to play the Nets and you go from there. It doesn't have to happen that way. I understand your logic, but... I just think my way of thinking about it is completely reframed by how the books did it last year. And with the Eastern Conference getting tougher, I think it's it's more valid than ever to just not really worry about that and trust in the books. This is the NBA. The books are right now clear best team in the Eastern Conference, right there with the Suns, although their records are very different. That's that's my view on it. That does not mean they win a championship. The odds would still be against them winning a championship. There are a lot of good teams there. I don't really care what way that may or may not come about, but if they're going to win it, they're going to have to beat some of these teams. And it makes it more special if you beat the Nets too. Mm-hmm. I want to beat the Nets. Just prefer round two or three. <laughs> so you're not scared of the Nets. The, no. you, you like to beat the Nets yeah. rather than you're scared of them. Okay. It's literally, it's all, it's all, and it's not, it's not doom and gloom if they do catch the Nets in the first round for me. Just simple preference. This is, and Rohan will back me up, this is becoming a thing because this is one of your classic, you're digging your heels in over something which, like, I get it. I don't think we're debating anymore. No, but there's a bit, there's just, well, there's just more wiggle room to you acknowledging, like. Just add a, let's see, it's fine. And we'll move, we can move on. What should I acknowledge? No, you're just, you're very much tied to the. 
the the whole odd side of it, I don't think that is as simple as you're making out because that one, that is not how odds work. And these are dynamic series and things will change over the course of the playoffs. So laying out, well, you could play that team and that's going to, that's not how it works. It's, you're, no, you're it's playing with certainties because you're, you're no, playing because with it's, certainties it's prior that we don't posterior have. Distributions. You make your posterior distribution based off your prior. What You can use as many words as you want. It's easier <laughs> to win a championship if you play the Cavs in the first round versus the Nets. Let's okay, not, let's, let's let's not move try on. and stats this to death. I, I, I don't think it's stats yet, but I think the arguments would be made. We'll let the, the court of so, public so, opinion so, decide. So it's possible that it's hard. So if you uh, play the, the at, okay. at Ty Windish, just this trial, <laughs> just reply to Ty right on Twitter. Just all you have to do is send either one or two words. So if you think he's scared, send scared. If I'm you just, think he's not scared, send scared. not scared. They're just gonna say scared. I, I, I just want... well let the people let the people decide. If they think you're scared, they'll say scared. Send to, send one word to Rohan. Nets or Cavs? Who would who's harder to win a championship if you have to play in the playoffs? That's like fifteen words, man. Nets or Cavs? Who would you rather? <laughs> no, it's just Nets. I'm selling them which one to pick, Rohan. Listen, I, I just cast my vote. I, I sent my vote right now. <laughs> I figured. So we'll see what the people decide. I look forward to the substack on all the scenarios where it's a lot harder <laughs> if you get the Cavs round one versus the Nets. But do we want to talk about anything else with the game? It's a pretty fun game. Parts of well, it. I've really enjoyed this podcast. Parts I've got of to it. say. <laughs> I mean, Wes was good. Yeah, I like. I think he's going to start. I just think he's the starter now. I mean, I don't want to. Chris, Chris right was now. buns, man. Yeah. I, I, he, he was crucial buns to them being in the strong. game. It buns was too no, strong. It buns for Chris, that's for sure. No, no. He, no. He, he, I he mean, had his. Overall, it was not a good game for Chris Middleton, we have but he did have five. good stretches. I mean, he was, he was they, they were out of the game without him actually just it's a, scoring. It was a bad just something Chris no one else could do. Fair. I mean, they, were out, he, the, they he, were out of the game when he played. They lost his minutes by eight. Is it past Ty's bedtime? Is that It's Ty cranky. No, I'm just I can't. He's Ty, Ty a minus eight takes into account the entirety of the minutes played, which is what we're saying is he had a bad game. However, know, we I'm are aware. I'm well aware. What? This this dude. What? This dude. We're we're saying that during that I entirety of those minutes. I know what you're saying. You don't need to explain to me your take. So Chris Middleton had 16, right? One six points. Right? Same that one six tie, right? You yeah. got that? No. So they were minus eight. They're minus eight. It means 16, right? Okay. He scored 16 points. Yep. They were minus eight. If he didn't score those 16 points, if he missed all those shots, the books wouldn't have been in the game. Are you talking, are you taking the priors into account? Do you know what a prior distribution is? No. But are you taking it into account? I'm just going to say yes and power on because you just told me you don't know what it is. So you won't okay. be able to dispute that. So yes, I am taking that into account. My, my point is, and only this is a general, and this kind of feeds back to if we want to take it out of what's the sounding into multiple, you know, arguments about semantics, really. Um, it brings it back to just how good Giannis was because 
no one else was scoring. So when Chris was scoring anything, that was really important. Chris then went on to make maybe the worst decision I've seen him make in his career as a Milwaukee book. It was just absolutely brain dead. Um, that fell. We won't we won't relitigate that one time because I know we already have done that one live. Uh, but it was to me, it was a clear flagrant too, and he got ejected. And yeah, the books picked up from there, which I think the interesting thing on that is Drew was buns up until that point, and then he had to step up, and he did. He was funds. It, nice. Correct. Nice. Correct. Nice, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I think, got anything I think else? Just- the general takeaway is that Giannis did not have a lot of assistance in this game. He did zero assistance. Bobby was terrible up until terrible. overtime. Terrible. Up until overtime. I'd say about halfway sure. through the fourth. I think he picked it up a little bit. Yeah, late, late, late situation. Pat gave some first quarter or first half anyway. He had a burst and then he did like nothing well, after he that. Didn't, he only and he didn't play 20 minutes. Yeah, like, as I was about to say, he didn't play. You were you were um picking him out to be like the game changer late. Call, and, yeah. Yeah, and Bud didn't even put him in the game. Well, that's weird. I think that's the one last thing I'd actually like to talk about is the closing what were lineup. These lineups? The closing lineup after Chris gets ejected. I think all of everyone would just kind of pencil Pat in there after last year. And it was Particularly, Grace. he wasn't he wasn't playing Brooke either. Yeah. So. But Grayson and Bobby and West now is the starter. That made sense. But Grayson and Bobby closing that game, I thought was kind of fascinating. Like, is that just Bud wanting more offense? Is there? I wonder. Yeah, I think that goes to the. That's like the counter I have on on West and some of the decisions they're going to have to make when it comes to different series and particularly with the Nets. It's like, may I think it just got to a certain point in that game and they were struggling to score. Where it's like we just got to give ourselves every offensive chance. Like, let's trust in Giannis, let's trust in Drew, let's trust in the team that they're, like, locked in at this point in the game and not in a Jimmy Butler way. But locked (laughs) in, like, focused, going to, yeah, going to execute and give their best from possession to possession defensively. But they needed as much offense as possible. And I guess that's the only logical reason for why Grayson and Bobby would be the choices over some of the alternatives there. That certainly wasn't the lineup the oh we're gonna shut them down. Yes. And you you mentioned it, but it's probably worth highlighting too, because we talked a lot about some kind of Yana standout moments offensively. We only briefly touched on like his absolutely down to the millisecond perfect health defense um to to come across and you know, Wes has done an unbelievable job on KD. This is the last possession of um, regulation. And he's done an unbelievable job, but KD was going to have a clear shot over him because he's much tired than Wes. And as much as Wes kind of bothers him, if KD decides to spin or he creates any sort of space, the height advantage is there. Giannis could not have read it any better. Perfect contest, right time, no time for a pass. Like, the kind of play that isn't going to get, get a whole lot of love in terms of his defense, but one of the better defense possessions I've seen from this year. It was a great read. It was a fantastic read. He knew exactly what KD wanted to do with the ball in that situation and read him like a book. Yeah, and I thought the help defense behind him too even. It didn't look like – there probably wasn't time anyway, but nobody looked wide open. Like they fanned out just well enough. Maybe the Nets bunched a little bit and made it easier for him, but – it was just there was a couple the, of possessions. The Nets were bunch baseline, yeah. So it was easier it helps, for the Bucks. But yeah, and I think part of that too to make it probably harder to send the help, but or at least come from farther away. But Giannis just timed it so well and moves kind of fast when he wants to. 
But I think there's a couple of possessions in this game where the defense was just like crazy. And even after Chris goes out and you're having to rely on guys who are certainly not known for that, but just like turning up in the right spots, forcing loose balls at the right time. Like I think it was like the way they started the Sixers game with just that insane locked in defense, but with like three, two, three of the players different. Thought it was really impressive the way they defended at times late in this game against maybe the hardest player to guard ever. Agreed. See, I can agree with you. We can get along. We've all sort of calmed down here. (laughs) I'm just afraid to say anything that sparks like a next wave of disagreement. Jordan, do you have any feisty takes? Get Ty going. I mean. It was a wonderful game. What can you say? <laughs> um, Bucks coming back. I don't know, I I, you know what I'm excited for? I'm excited for Point the Nasus tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, no yeah. kidding. Well, Christian, no one's playing. No one's playing in this game no. tomorrow. Not for the last the two games. Well, Clippers played tonight too, right? Yes, yeah. they did. They also went to overtime, but they lost. To the Bulls, I believe. The Bulls came so back. Both teams yeah. are going to be. I guess Chris can play tomorrow. He'll yeah, he'll he's, be fresher than most. He did. Brooke, oh, Brooke only played twenty one minutes. Chris after the game, which I thought was hilarious. Really? Yeah. Don't you have to leave? Yeah, exactly. Did he come back? He came back on the court. Why would they get him? That's so weird. It's not like Giannis is going to do it. Well, maybe pick someone who finished the game. I don't know. I just saw the video. I Chris, what it. was it like uh, watching from the the showers as they came back? And he was making he was making a Giannis MVP case. Well, that's I mean it's good. It's just a very that's bizarre a, I, guess, I guess that's the last question. Is Giannis MVP? I think so. <laughs> I think so. I I changed my. You think mind. he's winning it? I I saw you tweet that, and I was like, "Is that a joke?" So were no. you actually you you didn't think he was MVP? No, I thought it was Jokic for a while. Team's but, not good enough anymore. The, the Bucks just had such an uninspiring season. I know you can say the same about Jokic, but like if Giannis had dragged the Bucks to whatever the Nuggets record is without Drew or Chris, and they're better than the guys the Nuggets are without, but it is their second and third best player. And obviously, you know, the Bucks are without Brooke. It obviously was profound, but I just thought what Jokic did this season was incredible. And I'm not a Vlorp Schlorp guy, but like just the, <laughs> the normal, like the, the stuff you can see that he does, like, He's obviously really great, like an all-timer probably when, when all is said and done. Um, so I, I saw he had an awesome year for a, a team in a pretty bad spot with cycling through some pretty bad players. Um, but I think Giannis kind of has taken it here this week specifically. This is not like the Harden years. Like this to me is not a disparage the other, the other guy in the it's mix. It's a reflection kind of, of how the season has been overall. Outside of the Suns being the best team, we're just not going to mention any of their players. Well, because they're not just... good enough. I mean, yeah, like, and they're, that whole it's... Devin Booker thing though is it's so forced. Did you like, see? Do you like... see them working out after the game? <laughs> after the Warriors, oh, game? No. they brought all the equipment into the hallway. <laughs> I mean, we're I'm fine if you want to argue that he should be fifth. I don't know why people get so turned up about fourth and fifth. I don't. I don't care who's there. It's uh, there's yeah. a clear top three. I mean, I think that's as simple as that. I think there's a clear top two. No, I agree with that. Yeah. But there is also a clear top three. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. to get not to go all JJ Reddick and get into <laughs> specifics of this, but I the do. Most JJ Reddick has ever been mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> well, his books exploits <laughs> do not deserve merit generally. I was waiting so, for that, or do not merit mention, I should say. Um, no, I I think the the biggest thing for Giannis and MVP is 
we've seen this happen. We know what it is. It's a narrative award. Like for for all the voters who dig in, dive into the numbers. I, I said this recently. I think there's a lot of these people who just want to be told who to vote for. Like they want to be told, this is the guy. Look, this is the story. This is the guy. Look at how he's done it. And when some influential voices come out and do that, I, I think you see this year to year, a lot of people flock. You know what's even better than that is when like game after game after game, you've got these massive matchups st- stacked up. It's like, okay, we've got Giannis against Embiid. Book Sixers, massive game of these. Giannis prevails. Books Nets. Giannis against Durant. Oh, epic game. Goes to overtime. Giannis prevails. Oh, and he also overtakes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for a Books all-time leading score. On a step back three to send the game to overtime, by the way. I still can't believe that. That's we've nice. we've got the we've got the Celtics next week, national TV. And, and it's gonna go through that again. There's the Mavericks, Luka Doncic, yes. a player who's like Bulls. so he's he's got all well, come on now. Well, the Bulls game too. I mean they're on national TV, like will they even play Giannis? Yeah, so that's they, an easy win. They they don't beat good teams, Jumber. I hope they don't play um, them against the Mavs. That game starts at noon. That's gonna be a bloodbath. That's not a Bucks formula. I for don't success. understand. I don't understand why they keep doing Sunday matinee games against the Mavs it's every year. Noon's too early for me, even. Oh, this is <laughs> it's too early. I'm like Ridiculous. Jordan in that case. I'm worried. It's, it's like too early for what? So who is it for? for? Sure. Who does it benefit? No one. It's very very well, actually, that that is the reason that's at noon. That's a yeah. perfect. That will be European game of the week. You've got. Giannis against Dantich no, in prime time window. That's yeah. so that, that's that'll like, be seven seven Central oh, European time. Yeah, that's that, true. They, they, like, they did that last year for a game too, didn't they? I think not? we might have had a Nuggets game that yeah. was kind of like that last year too. So that's that's going to be the reasoning for that one. That's you guys want to know a fun stat? Because we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, it's been a while since I've heard you say. Do you guys want to know a fun stat? So I'm always down wrong. <laughs> Uh, this is from at stats by stats. Uh, <laughs> so many uh, now. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Bucks is the first NBA player to have back-to-back games with at least 40 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and 60% shooting since Wilt Chamberlain from December 20th through 22nd, 1963. I was waiting for you, for Wilt, Pretty for good. you to be like December 20th, 63 through, uh, I don't know, November 14th, 64. <laughs> that's, that's Wilt records, but that's awesome. I was personally hoping it was Bob Pettit, but Will Wilf is good. I'm coming around to Bob Pettit. I'm glad oh, to hear it. What have you, you learned? Yeah. No, you know, let's let's just leave it. Let's it will <laughs> go too long. You, you don't want to open the Bob Pettit. I can Pettit go, can I can go on a soliloquy about Bob Pettit if you want me to talk. No, right. No, you're on winning six on Tuesday, yeah, and we're doing we'll a Bob we'll Pettit episode. We'll do that later. We'll say they I I don't even know how long we've been doing this. This has been way too long. Yeah. Uh thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep Podcast Network. Uh, this is a special occasion, special event. Hope you all enjoyed. Make sure you're subscribed on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you're subscribed to the Substack, gspn.substack.com. Subscribe to the YouTube, your stuff podcast network on YouTube. Follow all of us on Twitter. Uh, I don't know what else is there to plug. Pod Go Buck. Yeah, Pod Random. I was getting to it. Pod oh, keep, I've got I've got one thing. I've got one thing. Oh, keep right. an eye out. Big GSPN Ooh, news, new yes, podcast yes. coming soon. Yes, there is. Uh, I'm not going to try to make a hint. Or no, anything. don't. don't. Yeah. Just I'm just going to embarrass myself. <laughs> but yeah, big stuff coming soon. Hope Can't wait to share it with you all. Uh, but yeah, Pod Random. We'll talk to you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.